We're going to speed through the notes I have. And I've learned I can either preach a 15 to 20 minute sermon or I can preach a 45 minute to 55 minute sermon. That middle is hard for me to try to strike, but uh, we're going to try to hit it today. 25 minutes and uh, we're going to make this happen. Hebrews 11. And um, we're, we're hoping today to be a complement to this morning sermon with the sermon this afternoon. You may have sat there and thought through this morning sermon, Pastor, that's great. I don't want to let the Savior pass me by. And in life's storm, uh, that's great. How do, I, how do I take the concept that you preached this morning and put it into practice? How do I invite the Savior into my day-to-day life? Because, you know, you can come to the altar and kneel and pray and say, Lord, help me to include you in my thought processes and all that. Uh, but the debt's still there, right? The health crisis is still there. Uh, you, you still have those relationship struggles that you have to go home to. And so how do you make that practical? Well, I hope that the, the message this evening will help maybe make that um, a little more sensical for you, help you. Hebrews chapter 11, let's look at a familiar passage. If we can, let's stand for the reading of God's Word, verse 1 down through verse number 6. Hebrews 11, beginning in verse 1. The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And by it, being dead, yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found, because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The title of the message this afternoon is this, Learning to Walk by Faith. Learning to walk by faith. Let's pray. Lord, help us to take the uh, just handful of truths in the few minutes we have. And Lord, help it not to be a waste of time. I know many of us are tired. We've been here a long time. And Lord, uh, we've eaten a good meal. We've enjoyed each other's company. Lord, help us to leave not only physically full, but spiritually full. Lord, feed us from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So, growing up in a Christian home... um, I uh, sort of rode the coattails of my parents' faith. I didn't need a lot of faith because um, I knew my, my mom and dad just sort of had things under control. I watched as my dad needed a whole lot of faith to provide for our family, but I personally did not carry that load. Uh, I remember seeing my dad sit at the uh, kitchen table. This is before you paid bills online, and the bills came in the mail. And you had to write the checks and put them in the envelope and put the stamps on the envelope and put them out in the mail. How many of you remember those days? How many still do it that way? Anybody here still do it that way? All right, so uh, I remember those days. And I can remember my dad sitting at the table, and I knew when we didn't have any money because he would run his hand through his hair. And he would go, oh, oh. And I can see him figuring out which bills he was going to pay and which bills he wasn't going to pay. And I would feel for my dad, but I didn't have to carry that load. He carried that load. Um, The greatest amount of faith that I needed as a child was just simply to get saved. That was the greatest amount of faith I needed. I bowed my head and I prayed and I asked Jesus to save me. And 
Uh, up until I hit my adult years, I really didn't need a greater amount of faith than that. Many Christians who have been saved for many years are still babies in Christ because they've, not, they've never learned, as the Bible says, to walk by faith and not by sight. They just simply walk by sight. Uh, they, they are, uh, I have to see it to believe it, and um, I'm only going to act upon what's sensical to me and you're a babe in Christ if you're handling things like that. Many Christians struggle trusting anyone but themselves. And this includes trusting God. They don't really trust God. They may say they do, but when push comes to shove, you know, they're going to act by, act by sight and not by faith. And I believe that the Christian life is a long lesson of learning to trust God and trust that He knows what's best for me. It's a long lesson. How many of you have lived a Christian life long enough to realize that no matter how long you're saved, God continues to test your faith. He continues to push the limits of your faith. And He'll bring all kinds of problems in your life to to continue to test that faith. I've used this before, but Abraham was 130 years old, many biblical historians believe, when God told him to take Isaac up on the mount. And sacrifice him. That would have put Isaac somewhere in the range of 30 years old. 130 years old, and God's still not done growing his faith. No matter how old you get, no matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been saved, the Lord continues to challenge that walking by faith and not by sight. Question for you today, Christian. When life throws a difficult circumstance your way, do you walk by faith? Do you trust in God? Or do you walk by sight? Do you operate by your own abilities? Um, Here at White Oak, are you busy serving God through your own strength? Or are you relying on His strength? God has given us gifts and talents to use to build the church, see folks reached, and see folks saved. Do you know that it is very easy? Are you listening this morning? It's very easy this afternoon, it's very easy for me to get up on a Sunday morning, go through my routine, show up here, having prayed little to none, and get up here and rely on 38 years of attending church and 38 years of listening to sermons and the last 10 years of being an active preacher. I can't operate that way. I shouldn't operate that way. But I'm tempted to operate that way. You know, I, I don't like to pray. I'm just being honest with you this morning, this afternoon. I don't enjoy, my flesh does not enjoy praying. Now, when I get up off my knees from praying, I'm glad I did it. And I feel refreshed. But it's a battle to get on my knees and pray. How many know what I'm talking about this afternoon? It's a battle to get down and pray. Uh, I don't want to do it in my flesh. And if I'm not careful, I end up like you, doing Godly things through the power of my flesh instead of doing godly things through God's might and His strength. Let's jump in. I want to share with you five thoughts about learning to walk by faith. I don't have a handout for you. Um, If you have a piece of paper and a pen, feel free to write these things down. Number one, notice the essence of faith. Look back at verse number one. The Bible says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, have you ever uh, been tempted to operate by your own flesh instead of being uh, operating 
uh, by rather what's right and wrong. And your brain and your heart tells you to go this direction, but the Word of God tells you to go that direction, right? And maybe it's a matter of finances where God says, I want you to put X amount of dollars in the offering plate to support the program of the church. I gave you 100% of it. I want you to give me a percentage of that back. And instead of you operating by faith and giving it, trusting God to pay your bills, you operate by sight and you say, well, we really can't afford that, so I'm just going to put a few dollars in each week and, 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 and then I'm not going to give God what's right, I'm going to give God what's left over. I'm going to give God what's left and you're not operating by faith, you're walking by sight. And uh, listen, how about uh, not only with our money but with our time, right? God says that we're to give Him our best. Give Him our best. I don't know for you what the best time of your day is. I know for me, when I wake up in the morning, about 30 minutes after I wake up is when my mind is at its sharpest. Now, when I first wake up, I'm groggy and I'm a little grouchy. I'm just going to tell you right now, you ever take a trip to me, trip, trip with me somewhere, don't talk to me the first 30 minutes I'm awake. Amen? Give me my chance to get going. And um, after I'm awake and I've, I'm alert and I've gotten a little bit of coffee in me, amen, uh, then uh, I'm ready to go and I need to give my best to the Lord. I need to give my best to the Lord. Not only that, but I need to give my best when it comes to church. And uh, I need to go to church. And I need to serve the Lord there. Uh, if, if you've ever had a job offered to you to work on Sunday, you're doing your very best to say no to that job, to give God that day of the week. Uh, listen, um, uh, look at, uh, let me quote for you Proverbs 3. Quote, say the verses with me if you know them. Ready? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Faith is a complete reliance on the provisions of God in every area of my life. Let me say that again. Faith is a complete reliance on the provisions of God in every single area of my life. Faith says, God, I am not going to rely on on you to give me the... Rather, faith says, God, I am going to rely on you to give me the strength I need to do the tasks that you have for me to do today. Faith says, God, I'm going to rely on you to provide for me physically, spiritually, emotionally, socially, and monetarily. Faith says, God, I want you to guide my path today. I want you to lead me to the people that you want me to talk to. Through faith, I want to do exactly what you have planned for me each and every day. Faith is like handing God a blank piece of paper each and every morning and say, you write on there what you want me to do today. My signature's at the bottom. I will do what you want me to do. Say what you want me to say. Go where you want me to go. Give what you want me to give. Behave how you want me to behave. Lord, my life is yours to control. The essence of faith. Number two, notice the education provided by faith. Look at Hebrews 11 and look at verse number three. Hebrews 11, verse three, the Bible says, through faith, We understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. We have a world around us that screams, Creator! Creator! Psalm 19.1, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. No one walks into a a museum and sees a painting of the Mona Lisa and wonders if a bomb went off in a paint factory somewhere to make that. No, where there's a painting, there must be a painter. And where there is a creation, there must be a creator. How can anyone look at a beautiful sunrise or sunset? Or how could anyone study the complexities of physics and chemistry? Or how could anyone 
would watch a child be birthed into our world and truly believe that all this happened by some giant accidental explosion uh, in space some billions of years ago. When we have faith in God, we find a deep understanding of just how powerful God is. Stop and think about how beautiful the created world around you is. Realize He created all of it out of nothing just with the words of His mouth. Now listen, when we have faith in God, we understand not just how powerful God is, we are brought about to a deep profundity to how personal God is. Watch this now. He personally created man with His own hands. He personally breathed into Adam. I mean, God came down and personally breathed into Adam the breath of life. He personally took Adam and put him, put him, uh, put him to sleep and took a rib from his side. And He personally formed Eve, the first woman. Uh, the education provided, uh, provides us with a deep education that God personally cares for you and me. He's powerful, yes. He created the whole world. But when we operate by faith, we understand not only what God did in His creation, we understand that God cares personally for each and every one of us. Number three, quickly notice the effects of faith. The effects of faith. Notice letter A. The effects of faith. Faith pardons the sinner. Faith pardons the sinner. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith. Faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. This is an amazing passage, and one that we hear often, and it can go in one ear and write out the other, and uh, we can begin to uh, uh, let the the verses uh, lose their meaning because we become so familiar with them. But watch this now. God's grace is made available to all of mankind, and each and every one that will exercise their faith in that grace, a magical thing happens, a spark happens, and we're given eternal. Life. What is it that's important? God's grace is freely available to everyone. Uh, the Bible says that, uh, that for God so loved the world, cosmos, mankind. He died for everyone on planet earth and each one that exercises their faith inside that grace Something instantaneous happens. They are saved. You put your faith in the finished work of Christ and your, your sins are pardoned. It is the faith that pardons the sinner. But not only the effects of faith, our sins are pardoned. Notice letter B, faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. Look back at Hebrews chapter 11 and look at verse number 6. The Bible says, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Now let that settle in for a minute. It is impossible to please Him. Again, faith is complete reliance on the provisions of God in every area of my life. When you got ready for church this morning, did you do it in a way that pleased the Lord or displeased the Lord? You see, I don't think most of us think on this level. I know I don't think on this level every day. What did you do with your day yesterday? Did you ask God, Lord, help me to do this by faith because everything I do, I want it to please you? What did you eat yesterday? What you put in your mouth, did that please the Lord? Did you do it by faith? Right? What did Paul say? Whether therefore you eat, say it with me, or drink, or all, whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Even when we eat and drink, it's to please the Lord. 
where we go, who we talk to, what we say, how we operate, when we read our Bible, how long we read our Bible, where we read our Bible, uh, how often we pray, how long we pray, we pray what we pray, uh, going to the church and being involved in the outreach program, uh, where we go with the outreach program, who we speak with while we're in the outreach program, and how we handle ourselves. Listen, you know you can do all of the right things, but do them through your own strength, and God is not pleased by your efforts. You could have served today in some capacity, taught a life group, ushered, worked on the security team, uh, helped with, um, uh, with preparing a meal, helped run uh, some of the activities. Uh, uh, you could have been involved in uh, just uh, being a, a kind to someone today here at the church, but if we're not doing it by faith, it does not please God. It does not please God. Are you operating by faith? You say, Pastor, but practically, how does that work? It works when we acknowledge God in all our ways. Back to Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path. Lord, give me a good ride into church this morning. Lord, help me to uh, be an encouragement to someone while I'm there. Uh, Lord, help me as I usher today uh, to remember names and meet people and greet them. Help me to do it in your name. Help me to do it in a way that uh, honors you and pleases you. You are acknowledging Him, and that faith pleases God. By the way, by the way, quickly, when you handle the little mundane things by faith, it becomes natural to handle the big, irregular things by faith. Life throws a hardship at you and your reflex is to bow your head and pray. It's to trust God. Now, I know we're tired and I know we've been here a long time and we've got eight minutes so we're going to be wrapping up and going home. In the last eight minutes, I really want you to take a minute and ask yourself this question. Is my day-to-day ran in such a way that pleases God or displeases God? When you go to work, do you just leave? Do you check out of being a Christian when you walk in that door for work, or is God still at the forefront of your thoughts and mind? The effects of faith it pardons the sinner, it pleases God. Number four, notice the examples of faith. Let's quickly look at these. Hebrews eleven. There are sixteen names given, and then many more that are referenced in this chapter. Every one of these people struggled with their sin nature. Many of them at one point in their lives committed some egregious sin. For every one of them that had a watershed moment in their life uh, where logic screamed at them to do one thing, but faith told them to go against the grain, go against their heart, and do what God said. All of these people chose to do right by faith instead of doing wrong through the power of the flesh. Abel sacrificed the best lamb, logic said, to keep it. Enoch walked close to God. Logic said, use your time to do other things. Noah uh, built, uh, built a boat in his backyard. Lo- uh, logic uh, said, avoid the criticism and the headache. Abraham left his home and much of his family behind and followed God to an unknown des- destination. Logic said to stay where it's comfortable and enjoy your luxurious life. Abraham, uh, upon God's command, took his child up on a hill to sacrifice him. Logic said, that's insane. How could anyone expect me to do this? There are many more examples in Hebrews 11 where these men uh, went against what everyone else around them uh, thought they should do and they did what God told them to do. The Bible is a book filled with examples of people who did and did not trust God. Those who chose not to trust God had a life that ended in misery and defeat. 
Do you honor God in your, uh, your choices in your day-to-day and in the grand scheme of life? Listen, young people, make sure that you marry who you marry one day by faith. You've bathed that thing in prayer and you've gotten God's heart on it and you make a choice that pleases the Lord. Make sure you choose a college based on faith and prayer. Make sure uh, you choose a career based on faith and prayer. Listen, uh, adults, before you go buy that next car or buy that next house or buy that business or uh, make that business decision, make sure you bathe that thing in prayer and you walk by faith. Logic may tell you one thing, but the Spirit of God very well may lead you in another direction. Number five, and lastly notice, the, the efforts of faith. The efforts of faith. Look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 with me. But, uh, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Notice, letter A, we must daily, daily seek Him. Daily seek Him. O God, Thou art my God, Psalm 63 says. Early will I seek Thee. My soul is thirsty for Thee. My flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Daily seek Him. Uh, Have you ever gone a day without reading your Bible only to be left to feel like I am spiritually just dehydrated. I need God's Word now. I need to get it in me because I am dry. I am thirsty. And when you fall in love with God and you learn to diligently, daily, rather daily seek Him, it becomes so vital to you that you have that day in and day out. Let her be. Notice we must diligently seek Him. Look, at, look, at, look back at verse 6 and look at that last phrase, the last four words of the verse. Notice it says, that diligently seek Him. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Put a number, you listening? Put a number on how diligently you seek the Lord. One to a hundred. What kind of a score do you give yourself? Be honest. How diligently do you seek the Lord? We rush through those three chapters and check off a box. We pray through our prayer list. We get up off our knees and we go. If we're not careful, it isn't a heart-passionate seeking of God. And By faith, we diligently seek Him. We diligently seek Him. And I just ask you here this evening or this afternoon, I just ask you, are you walking by faith or are you walking by sight? You see, when we walk by sight, we're not going to invite Jesus in the boat. But when we walk by faith and the Master comes walking by on the sea in the storms of life, we just say, hey, pass me not, O gentle Savior. Come on and be with me. And I want to be that Christian who walks by faith. Amen. Is that your heart this morning, this afternoon? You want to walk by faith? Let's have our heads bowed and eyes closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed.